we sent something out in, um, in the newsletter about this thing that we're going to do, the call. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but it's basically we're calling the, 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 the church into uh, an opportunity to participate and to join in together and take ownership of all that God's doing and the transition, the season of transition that we're in as we are praying for and asking the Lord to reveal who is the next lead pastor of River City Church, okay? And so in this transition, uh, there are the leadership meeting, the staff meeting, the MLT, we're all praying, we're all seeking the Lord. But really, this is, we're a body, we're a family, we have different roles, but we all have the responsibility of joining in and uh, really engaging the Lord, asking the Lord to speak to us. And um, kind of the scripture, well, I'm going to unpack this later. But um, last night, when I was praying about the talk, I had this, uh, I started listening to this song that I want you to listen to, and I had this overwhelming presence of Jesus just coming to me in a very, very powerful and intimate way. And um, he started reminding me of all the things that he, uh, or all the opportunities, or all the things that I did, or spoke, or said, or whatever, when I knew nothing, I had no idea I know that, that you find that hard to believe because you think that I know everything all the time because, you know, I do usually. But anyway, there are times where that happens in the intimacy of being with him in that. And it was, it was crazy what happened. I'm going to tell you that. But I want you to listen to this song. We're just going to listen to a bit of it and, uh, and just kind of want to unpack it a little bit because I feel like in this song it speaks to what the Lord wants us to do and to know in the transition that we're in, not only as a church but also as individuals. So here's a song.
Okay, so I'm listening to that song, right? I'm just like chilling out in my bed, just kind of listening to the song, kind of just seeing what the Lord wants to say to me. And, and, he, and he comes, and in his presence, I thought about and I experienced the intimacy, like I just said, this intimacy with him. And this fear came over me of, will the Lord still move into my life when I'm not the church leader? Will he still speak to me and be intimate with me and bring me into places that only he has the answers. Only, it's only his power that can move. It's only his voice. It's only him that will be able to speak into whatever's happening in my life. Will, will, I still, will he still do that? And, and in this fear, Jesus, in this intimacy, I mean, I was like bawling and stuff, right? It was very, I put a pillow because Laura's there. I was like, it was very awkward. And, um, and, 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 and it, was, it was incredible because what I became aware of was what I long for in this transition, in this season. It's just Jesus. Just Jesus. And I'm listening to this song, and he's speaking about how you're going to transition through this, Antley, how the church is going to transition through this. And individually as well, like, I just sense, like, in the church right now, not only are we in a transition, but that you're in a transition, that we're always transitioning in our life, that I have always been an interim pastor. I've always been an interim pastor. I was just the first one. And that there's someone coming behind, something that God is doing, something that's new, something that's fresh, that he is the creator. And in our life, there are things that come in, they're intermittent, that are passing through, that he is using to bring us into the next season. But in that season, as we look forward, there's always an often fear of what we don't see, what we don't know, what will we do, what will happen, what will Will I still be able to experience the things that the church that I've always experienced? A, a lot of us, a lot of you, you know, this was the breeding ground for experiencing the Spirit and being touched by God and, and experiencing healing and learning about who the Father is. And all of those fears, all of those questions, is that going to continue? Is that going to continue in my life in the church? Is that going to continue in my life as an individual? But he says, far be it for me not to believe. He says... Even when my eyes can't see, in this song, she says, even when my eyes can't see, and it looks like there's a mountain in front of me, there's something in front of me, I don't know what's around the mountain, I don't know what's going to happen, and it looks massive, it looks over, overwhelming. How are we going to find someone? How is this going to work itself out in my life? But he says his power, just reveals his power, that, that, that even the mountains will be thrown into the midst of the sea, that he can do anything, and he will remove everything that prevents us from moving to the next place in our life. And he says, through it all, just keep your eyes on me, Antley. River City Church, just keep our eyes on him. And through it all, it will be well. And so let go. Let's let go of our agendas. Let's let go of what we want, what we think. Let's let go of our pride, of our control, of what in our own life the things in our life that we are struggling through, we work, we work, we work. And I just feel the Lord is saying in this season that you have to let go. You have to let go. You need to come to me. Come to me. Trust me. Let go and trust me. And it will be well. That is the only way we will move through transition. That is the only way you will move through transition. That is the only way that you will grow in your faith and in your relationship with God is if you learn to let go. 
And in letting go, again, we're letting go of our agenda of what we want the church to be, what we feel like we deserve, what we feel like I should be able to do, where I should be able to lead, what we feel like worship should be like every Sunday or the speaker should say every Sunday, what we feel like the presence of, the God, of God should be doing. God, why aren't you doing this? I feel like you should be. Whenever God talks about letting go, it's letting go of your rights. It's letting go of what you think. It's letting go of the things that determine your path and speak to the path of where God is leading the church. Do we can, we're going to enter into that. That's why we're entering into it. Because in order to let go, we have to learn to trust the Lord in greater ways. And drive fear away. And drive fear Not to, 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 when, we're in, when we experience this fear, the Lord says, draw close to me. Let go. It is the intimacy with the Lord and the presence of the Lord that is promised to us. That is promised to us regardless of where River City Church lands. Regardless of what happens in your life. It's the presence of the Lord that will bring you freedom from the fear and will bring you life in this church, will bring you life in your family, whatever transition, transi- transition that you're going through. And I'm going to read a passage today that's kind of lead us that I feel like um, the Lord has really been speaking to us. Um, Laura and I, Laura, whenever we talked about leaving, um, Laura started, everyone started telling Laura about this scripture in Joshua about whenever they, you know, Moses hands over the leadership to Joshua and they pass over the Jordan and then they go into the promised land and Moses doesn't get to. That always encourages me because I'm the Moses figure, right? And so, and so, but people kept saying it to her and she's like, I, I've never even heard this story. Like, I, you know, I mean, I vaguely know what it is. And then people started saying it to me. And um, again, it was very encouraging. And then, uh, and, and so we went and read it together, and the Lord is just like, yes, this is what I have for you. This is how you're going to move through this, Aunt Lee and Laura. This is how you're going to move through this, River City Church. And that has a lot to do with this idea of us calling uh, you into a fast, a participation, a prayer, and worship. And so I want to read the scripture, and it says this. This is Joshua 1, 5 to 9. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have goodness, good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success have i commanded have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go holy spirit come unpack this in our hearts that we would live differently, that you would rattle us today, that you would shake loose the desires of the world, and that we would desire you more and find in your beauty a blessing that we have never seen or experienced before. Okay? And so the Lord is saying, this is going to be a time where we don't know what's happening. There's a time, you may be in a time in your life where you can't see around the corner. 
You could be in a time in your life where you are in a situation, in a relationship that seems unsurmountable for, for whatever reason. You could be in a job that is crushing your heart. You might be in a marriage that feels like it is dead. You might be in love with someone who doesn't love you back. You might be a student at a high school or a middle school that is bullied every day that you go or just got cut from a sports team or had a girlfriend or boyfriend dump you or had someone on social media say something about you that just cut to your heart that everyone has read and everyone has seen or that nobody likes the posts that you post. As you reach out for affection, as you reach out for attention, it just doesn't come, right? And so in these times, Jesus is saying, the word is saying, be strong and courageous. I command you. Have I not commanded that you be strong and courageous? Why should we be strong and courageous? This passage begins with it and it ends with it. Just as I was with Moses, this is not a season. This is not about Antley leaving. I'm not the Moses figure, I promise, right? It is a season. I am a benchmark. I was an interim person in this role of leadership. Was it not true in this season that we have been in, that, that we have been in, just as I was with Moses, just as I was with you in this season that we've been in, in the season in your life, hasn't he been with you? He says, he says, so I will be with you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And then at the very end, he says, do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, wherever we land, whatever is next. The Lord our God is with us. So that's a promise. So here's the thing about promises about God that speak of his nature. Is that not only is it a promise of what he will do, it also speaks to what he cannot do. He cannot not be with us. He cannot leave us. He is, he is incapable of leaving us. He is incapable of abandoning us. He is incapable of ever putting us in a place that he is not or that he is not already gone. He is incapable of that. And so the reverse of his promise tells us of who he is not and who he cannot be, but who he will always be is the God that is with us, who is forever with us. Regardless of what is happening in our life and where we land, I promise, Antley, I will be with you. In the midst of, I just had all of these flashes going on in my head of when I've sat in marriage counseling, I don't know what to say, and the Spirit just says, say this, and it just unlocks something, and freedom and life and transformation comes. Or whenever I'm coming up here to do ministry, and I don't see nothing, I see nothing that God's doing, and He just speaks something, and people are healed. You don't even see it. Or whenever I'm getting ready to do a sermon, or whatever, all of these things, and in that, what he said to me was, it's with me. I will never, what you're feeling right now, the intimacy that you're feeling right now, you will always have regardless of where you land, Antley. I will, this is my promise. I'm always going to be with you. And so be strong. Be courageous. I've commanded it because I'm with you. You can do this. It is a promise. He will not command anything that we cannot succeed in as long as we trust him and we believe his truths. And so he says, how are you going to do this? How are you going to be strong and courageous? Like, how are you going to fulfill this command that drives out fear, that gives life? How are you going to do that? He answers us so clearly in verse 7. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it. 
the right hand or to the left, that you may have goodness wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Be very careful. Be very careful. Get into my word. Get into the book. Get into the Bible. There, there is truth. That is where you will find me. That is where you will find courage. That is where you will find strength. That is where you will read about me that will give you a faith that I haven't left you, that I will never leave you because my word is true. That Jesus is the word made flesh, manifested to us in the spirit through the word. And he says, don't deviate from this truth. If you want to have success in the transition, if you want to have success in your life, if you want to be able to be strong and courageous, it is in the word that we stay, that we stay grounded, that we find truth for what that looks like, how that feels. It's not the flavors of the world that wash us back and forth. Those are not the things that, those are the things the enemy would love for us to ground ourselves in that feel right, that should be. God should do this. If a loving God, he would love. If it was a loving God, he would do. No, no, no. He's a holy God, and he will, just because. He is a holy God, and he will, just because. And he says, in my word, you will find me, and you will ground yourself in me, and you will have success. And in my word, you will find truth, and you will not be afraid. You will be courageous. You will be strong, because your life will be grounded in my word. And so one of the things we're doing next week, not this coming week, this week, but next week in the season of the call, um, one of the scriptures that God spoke to us, um, it's really cool. Like all this whole call thing and all these scriptures, God did not speak one of them to me, not one of them. He's beginning to speak to other leaders in the church, other leaders in the staff, and he's beginning to raise up open people's ears to hear things that the leaders and that you guys need to hear as we are being led by the Spirit into this. I'm still leading. I'm still leading the church. That hasn't changed. The staff is still doing what they're doing. We haven't made any big decisions, so don't freak out or whatever. We're doing this before we make any big decisions so that we're going to wait on the Lord and allow him to speak to us. But one of the scriptures is this, Jeremiah 33.3. One of the people on the staff started seeing 3.3.3, everywhere for months, Three, three, three. Didn't know what it meant. Met with Martha, like, I don't know what this means. I, you know, sent it to dream people. Well, I don't know what this means. This is Jeremiah 333. Call to me and I will answer you. And will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Call to me. River City Church. Betty, call to me. River City Church in your life. Hugo, call to me. Call to me. Call to me, Jennifer. Call to me, Craig. Call to me, Raina. Call to me, you know, Jolly Family. Call, call to me. Call to me. And I will reveal hidden things that you cannot see unless you call to me. You have to trust in me. You have to call to me. If you want to see the way around the mountain, if you want the mountain to move, you have to call to me. And that's where we got this whole thing of the call is that we are going to call as a church to God that he would reveal the way for us, that he would speak to us, that he would show us what this is going to be. Great and hidden things, great things he has in store for us, but they are hidden. They are hidden. And he wants us to call to him. He wants us to go to him. 
so that he can reveal it. Why? Because he wants that intimacy that made me ball and stuff. He wants that. That's what he wants. He wants that more than anything. And as we engage our hearts with him, as we experience that intimacy with him and that power and that love, then he will speak through you and he'll speak through our church as we're united in that, we are unified in that, and he will show us the hidden things that we can't see right now. It's crazy. Think about that. Where we are in a year, two years, six months, wherever it is, is going to be great. And right now we have no idea what it is. No idea. We have no clue. We, I have no clue. The elders have no clue. The MLT has no clue. The staff have no clue. We don't know what that's going to look like because it's hidden. Because God wants this. He wants the intimacy. He wants the heart. He wants our heart. And he wants the heart of our church to come to him, to bow, to yield before him. And so what we're going to do, you know, this word call in the Hebrew in this verse means to read or recite aloud, which is what we're going to be doing with scripture this week. We're going to have prayer in the morning, and then from 8 until noon, we're going to have up here a Bible and a microphone and silence. And for a half hour, you guys are going to read through the Bible. You're going to read for a half hour. And we have time slots out there. Out loud, we're going to read through the entire Bible out loud as a church this week. Not this week coming up. We're going to sign up this week. But the week of the call Whenever we start on the 11th, next Sunday, the elder, one of the elders will come up and read for a half hour, beginning in Genesis, and read until they stop. And then the next person will come and pick up where they left off and read for a half hour. And you can do an hour. That's flipping long, though. You know, cotton mouth and I mean, drinking water and stuff. That's okay. But you're gonna, we're going to read. We're going to recite the Word of God because we do not want to deviate from the right or the left. We want to speak and yield to God's word, ground ourselves in God's word, bow before the Lord and say, you are our king. This is your word where you command and reveal to us how to live and to trust and to have success and to find the hidden things. This is a covenant renewal. They have this all through scripture where they do that, where there's like a king that rises up and like makes idols and does jacked up things, and obey, you know, does things of the world or whatever, right? And, um, and then they die, or God kills them usually, and a new leader, a king comes in, and when there's a good king, he comes in. Every single time, they go and find the law, and they recite it. They recite it as they're moving into this new season, and it's amazing how they do this. It says in Joshua 8, 34 and 35, read all the words of the law, the blessing and the curse, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded that Joshua did not read before all the assembly of all Israel and the women and the little ones and the sojourners who lived among this. We are not relying on our wisdom, people. We are not relying on good ideas. We are not bringing in a specialist to tell us what to do. We are yielding to the Lord, all of us. We are yielding to him in expectation that as we trust him, that he will speak to us the hidden things, and he will bring us into the place of the promised land that he has for us as a church. That is what is going to happen. Joshua 3.5 says, as we're reading this, it says, Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wondrous things. 
Okay, and again, he's just talking about they're getting ready to move into this land, right? Where they're going to have all these enemies that are bigger than them. And they're farmers, and they've been in the desert, and they're going to be fighting with, like, plowshares and, like, plows and, like, wooden stuff or whatever. Against all these armies. This is where they go into Jericho, and they march around, and the walls fall, and this stuff. So that's what's getting ready to happen. That's why God's commanding them to read the law. That's why all of these things are getting ready to happen, right? And he says, consecrate yourselves. And this word, consecrate means to set yourself apart from the world. Consecrate, make, understand that you are not part of the world, that you are my holy nation, that you are my holy people, that you are an heir, that you are holy, that my kingdom is holy, that this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual battle. It is not a battle of the flesh. And that when we engage in reciting the word, we engage in worship, we engage in prayer, and we fast, We're doing all of that because we understand and believe that we are holy, that God is holy, that this is a spiritual battle. And Daniel, this is what happened in Daniel. Everyone's heard of the Daniel fast, right? You eat like fruits and vegetables. I've never done it. It's way too healthy, right? I do the Whopper fast. I just eat Whoppers all week long. It's just amazing. I love it. But anyway... Um, but the Daniel fast, a lot of people do it. But this is what's happening in the Daniel fast. He's crying out to the Lord, right? He's calling for direction. And he, and he says, wine will not touch my lips, and neither will good food. And he goes into this fast, right? And the Lord, it says this, and he calls out to the Lord, and there's an angel that's coming to answer him. And the angel says, when he gets through this fight he's in, he says, well, the angel's coming. And then the prince of per- Persia, Persia, prince of Persia, right? Right? Prince of Persia, some angel, demon, or whatever, starts fighting this angel. And he's fighting this angel for 21 days. For 21 days. That's how long Daniel fasted. He's fighting him for 21 days. And then Michael, the angel, comes and sets this angel free. Sets this angel free so he can deliver the message. And the angel comes to Daniel and says, The first words out of your mouth were heard. But I was detained in this spiritual battle. And so I come to you now. And I give you this word. And then Jesus comes and speaks to him and ministers to him and leads him. So when we start this, the very first word of the word, the very first word of the Bible, the very first day of your fast, the very first prayer of your prayer, as we're crying out, is heard by God right away. And and we engage in a spiritual battle. In the heavenlies, there's a holy battle going on for you and for River City Church. And there are real demons fighting real angels, preventing those angels from delivering God's word to us, from answering our prayers, from hearing what the Lord wants for us. And so we engage in the supernatural. We become weak so God is strong. So we engage in the spiritual realm because we acknowledge it is a spiritual battle. And the very first word will be heard, but we might not hear his word or know what he wants for us. Because of the spiritual battle. And so we keep battling. We keep fighting. Breakthrough might come the first day. It might come the last. He might speak to us of the hidden things the second day. Or it might be at the very end. One of the things that we're going to cultivate in our church is this week is a kickoff. But we're going to continue to do things throughout this season on a regular basis to remind us to submit. Special worship services. Special fasts. Special prayer times. We call ourselves together to engage in the spiritual battle in the heavenly realms. Now, when I'm saying that, I'm like, what? That sounds crazy, right? That sounds crazy. But where do we find it? Where does God want us to ground our truth? In his word. 
We either trust that the word is true, that is where we are grounded, that the truth of the word will lead us into our foundation, or we don't. We don't. And many of us might struggle with that. And so I say this, come and sign up for a flipping half hour, a half hour of your life, and engage with us. See what the Lord does in your heart and in your life. See how he grounds you. Come an hour early and just listen. Sit and listen to the word being recited out loud and what the Lord will say to you and speak to you and the power he might pour into you, the revelation or whatever. But this is the truth. This is the truth of what is happening that God is saying, if you want to be strong and courageous, if you want to hear and to see the hidden things, that you must engage spiritually. You must consecrate yourself. Understand that this is a holy war and that you are a holy people, a part of a holy church, a spiritual church, a kingdom that is not seen but there is a fierce war going on for this church right now. There is a war going on for this church, for your hearts, for your plans that the Lord has for you. Be strong and courageous, and I will answer you. I will show you the hidden things. And so how do we consecrate ourselves? Here are just a few specifics that we're going to engage in. Fasting and prayer, reading His word, and worship. The experience of fasting and prayer is about becoming weak by choice so that God can be made strong. We're choosing to be weak when we're hunger, we're thirsting for the world, for the things of the world. We are drawn to God in that hunger and thirst, and he is the bread of life. He feeds us. And so we're choosing to be weak. We're choosing to sacrifice our time to come and read the word. We're choosing to sacrifice our time to come and worship from 7 to 8 o'clock every day this week that we're going to do this. We're coming to pray at noon. We're coming to pray at 7 a.m. every day during that week. We're making sacrifices with our life to honor Christ and to be made strong. And this is not a formula, like, oh, if we do this, then this is going to happen. No, it's not a formula. We don't know what God's going to do. Remember, he's God. He's God. He's the one who reveals the hidden things to us in his time. We're posturing our church before him. We're posturing our heart before him and saying, Lord, we're yielding the best that we can. We are trusting you. We're coming before you. We know that you are the only one who can answer us. But we cannot make him do anything. We just bring the church before him. We bring our lives before him. And we just say, here I am. I'm yielding. I'm praying. I'm trusting. I'm worshiping. I'm fasting. I'm becoming weak, Father, so that you will become strong, that I will receive your grace and your power. And your, it will be in his timing, though only he knows, like Daniel, he knows what Daniel needed. And he spoke to Daniel after 21 days. And he might speak to us after 21 weeks. He might speak to us after a year. He might speak to us and reveal the hidden things in a month, a day, a week. I don't know. But he wants us to come to him and intimacy. And so when we experience this, when we come before him, it's with humility, showing the Lord, I need you. Our leadership needs, you can do the one, two, three, four here, slides. We need you. So humility is one of the things that happens. We need the Lord. Our leadership needs the direction of the spirit. We are as a family corporately humbling ourselves. We're interceding and praying together, which is the most powerful expression in a believer's faith. It's an act of prayer 
A standing in the gap of another person or a group, our church and each other. Prayer is powerful. Corporate prayer is even more powerful. Prayer mixed with desperation for Jesus to speak to us and fasting is combustionable. Brian Robinson came out with that. I just put it up there, right? Just to make him happy, for him to feel combustible or whatever. The other things that happens when we engage in these practices as we consecrate ourselves is that we're submitting and that this is about trust. The leadership believes God is calling us to this experience. Can you trust this and can you engage your heart to experience this week of fasting, even if it seems weird, religious, or like we're being legalistic and striving? Will you trust the leadership of your church? Will you trust us? Will you trust that God has placed us in authority in speaking to us about this direction? If you're a member of our church, you've trusted me with your heart. You've trusted our leadership with your heart, with, with, with what is most precious. And what we're saying now as the leadership, we're calling you to bring your hearts into play for you to engage. You know, and Brian's all intense, right? He's like, you got to make them, man. you got to make them come. you got to make them, dude. you got to tell them, like, you're either in or you're out. Well, I'm not going to do that, right? That's Brian, <laughs> Right? I'll just say, Brian was the one that the Lord spoke, Brian and Shannon, that the Lord kind of spoke this whole thing to. And he wanted to do it for like 47 weeks of fasting and stuff, right? It's like, easy, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, right? But these are the things that that the Lord has spoken to one of our staff people and to his wife. And so he brought it to the elders and we prayed about it. And this is kind of where we landed. But, um, But this is significant in our church. We've never been in this place. And so, yeah, I'm saying, please engage for the love of all that is holy. You're like, come on, people. This is an opportunity to step up. This is an opportunity for you to experience something you never experienced, for you to engage in a way that you've never engaged. I've never done this. I've never done anything like this. I'm excited, and I'm, like, scared of, like, the separation and the struggle and the time and the fat, all those things. And the Lord's saying, be antly, be strong and courageous. I got something for you. I got something for your church. Be strong and courageous. And I'm inviting you as a church leader into this. We need you into this. We need you to take ownership. So whatever happens, you're a part of it and say, I had something to do with that. Lord, I yielded to you. And so I trust whatever happens, wherever, wherever the Lord leads us, whatever is hidden that he reveals us, and whatever leadership is in place, whatever person, I was a part of that. And so I have yielded, and the Lord has done this, and I trust and know that this is right because the Lord has revealed it to us. If you don't participate in it, guess what you get to do and what you will do? Blame. You'll blame that's not what I want. That's not what I did. That's why we all need to engage. Because we all need to be on board. We all need together in doing this. Okay, submission. This is about trust. Leadership believes God is calling. Oh, I already said that. Reading the word is a prophetic statement that this book is our foundation as a church and as believers. Revelation promises that the one who reads this book aloud will be blessed, literally made happy. Most of us have never read this book out loud before. But for centuries, this is how believers heard and learned the Bible. There was no written book or apps to use. It was meant to be read aloud. And so those are the things we feel like God has said. And there's going to be a web page that's called The Call. And you can go on the web page and you can sign up for prayer slots. Okay, And they're from, like I said, 8 in the morning till noon. And then from 1 until 7. And then we have worship from 7 into 8. And we have prayer from 11 to 12. And we have prayer from 7 to 8. And we want you to come. So all of that's going to be on the webpage. The call, you can go up. You can sign up for those things. We have a board out there. 
where you can sign your name for a half hour. It's out there. We want you to go sign up, fill that sucker out as much as you can, look at your schedule, get your phone out, look at your schedule, and sign up today. Sign up now while you're like feeling like, oh, I'm going to do this. This is amazing. You might feel a little bit. Brian's going to, Brian's, if Brian doesn't see my name up there, he's coming for me. That's what's going to happen. So you can either sign up or Brian can get you to sign up. Those are the two options, okay? But seriously, don't leave today without signing up, without engaging, okay? Without committing, without, without joining in, okay? And so um, that will all be there. I just said the schedule. Every day during that week from the 11th to the 18th, we're going to have, or during the weekdays, we're going to have prayer from 7 to 8. They'll be led by an elder or a leader in the church. But you guys, everyone's welcome to come. We'll be interesting to the church. And then there's reading the Bible until noon. And then from noon to 1, we'll pray again. And then there's reading the Bible till 7. And then at 7, we'll have worship. Every night, we'll have worship. It's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. And we'll celebrate, and we'll come before the Lord and honor Him and, and worship Him. Okay? And again, we need everyone to be strong and courageous in this season. We need everyone to engage. We need everyone to be able to testify to what God's done and what God's doing. We need everyone to, when people come into our church, they're like, what the what? Like, what's going on here? And we're like, there's angels fighting, the prince of Beelzebub, and we are fighting against them. (laughs) Right? No, don't do, maybe. I don't know. Depends. If they're from IHOP, you can say that. But, you know, any other church or they're not in the church, don't say that, okay? But seriously, it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. We're going to be happy when we do this. Please sign up for the reading. I do not want to be here, people, for hours and hours reading because you didn't sign up. I don't want to be that person. Brian will be that person because it's his idea. And Shannon, too. I see Brian, but it's Shannon, too. They're going to be reading forever. Please don't make that happen. He's going to be, he's going to be sealing this up on the 18th. And then we are going to have refresh on the 18th. It's not on the 11th. The 18th, we're going to have a refresh to, to just celebrate and end this season. Brian's going to preach on the 18th. And rap, I mean, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. And so, again, the Lord's saying, all right, River City, call to me. Call to me. Call to me. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Be courageous. Be brave. I'm with you. And I will reveal the hidden things that I have for you, for your family. For your relationships, I'll reveal the hidden things that you don't think I can do, that I see around the mountain, that I'm going to throw into the sea. I'm going to reveal to you the hidden things that River City Church cannot imagine for the season that I'm calling her into. You can imagine it. You don't know what it is. Only the Lord does. Call to me. And that's what this week is about, that we're going to start. You, have to, you can sign up this whole week. This whole week you can sign up for stuff and see what everything, everything's going on. And there's a lot of stuff on this page about fasting, how to fast, what to do. And if you can't do it because you're pregnant and stuff or physical stuff, you can do social media or like stay in your room and not wear clothes for a week or, you know, lashes on your leg and your back or something. No, don't do that. Let's stand. We're going to have ministry now.